Hello, and welcome back to the Pocket Network Podcast, the podcast where real estate professionals like you can innovate your world. I'm your host, Margarita Petrosian, and this week we're back with real estate professionals, uh, Gary and Ara from Cash Investors, and we hope we have a great show for you guys. Gary and Ara, how are you guys today? Blessed. Fantastic. Blessed. Thank, Thank you. So uh, just let's jump right in. So did you guys start the company together, Cash Investors? No, um, I started this company with the, another partner, and later on in life, uh, as we progressed, Ara joined us okay. about a year now. About a year, yeah. And I think you started the company 2008? No, I started in 2011, Okay. but it, we officially got incorporated as an LLC in 2015. Okay, nice. So you guys have officially been a corporation for six years now. So you have some great standing in the industry. Yeah. Yeah. And are any of you uh, real estate agents licensed? I'm not. No. Working on it. You're working on it. Okay. Okay. That's actually interesting. That was one of my uh, top questions because I don't know why I just always assumed anyone that would be really successful in the industry would have it. And I know if I told Edward, our, my partner, then he would definitely probably tell me that that's definitely wrong. And everyone he's spoken to probably doesn't have it. Um, but, uh, why do you guys think, is it a benefit or, uh, is it not necessary? For me, you know, my background is real estate. I graduated Fresno State with a degree in okay. real estate and urban land development, but I just never pursued it because I've always really enjoyed marketing. So I went okay. into the marketing world for the last couple of decades. And then, you know, just God kind of brought us together as we veered our paths um, and we started doing projects. And now here we are. And we've, we've got multiple projects going on at the same time in multiple states so that's amazing congratulations yeah. on that Thank you. and i'm assuming the marketing aspect is that why aura seemed like such an attractive partner yeah i mean just not the marketing it brings a lot to the table uh marketing sales um, leadership there's a lot to the table so it's, it's a it's a good partnership and what uh what do you guys focus on marketing wise uh for your company if anything at all yeah uh, the last gosh Six, seven years, we've gotten really good at finding deals off market, right? How to go to the consumer direct, how to create funnels to get them signed up and eventually sell us their house. Yes. So just being first, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think once uh, you guys start looking more into the pocket network, our actual site, that's one thing that I think you guys would benefit from just because we will have off market listings. And um, obviously you guys will be one of our first users. So uh, first you will be first there, snatch it up, right? Make some great deals in the pocket network, hopefully. Absolutely. So uh, as investors, right? You look for those off-market deals, pocket listings. So this could be definitely a great um, partnership with uh, with your company. Yeah, and hopefully, bring fingers crossed. So uh, in the future, I, I mean, uh, looking at the future of like you know, you see a house, you're gonna flip it. Um, so do you guys already have like real estate agents that you work with, or is it literally again whoever's first there, whoever can get the first buy? So uh, when we deal direct with the consumer. There's no agent involved. Okay. It's usually between us as buyers and them as sellers. However, my other business partner, uh, Sergio, he's a real estate broker, and I own a partnership in the real estate company, but I myself, I'm not licensed. Okay. Yeah, so so then you do have some sort of a partnership with someone, and um, before, before that, before, let's say, you met Sergio, uh, did you notice in maybe... 
let's see, how should I put this? Uh, the time that the property, once it's done, once it's flipped, and then the time it takes to just get it off your hands. Uh, did you notice a significant change in the time? One more time, let me try to understand that. So once you flip the property, and then before, let's say you were more consumer-based. So I, I found this person who wants it, sell it to them. Let's say that takes you an average 14 days. With Sergio now as a partner, do you notice that there's a significant difference in time? Or have you not thought about it? I haven't thought about that. Yeah, have that you, would be something interesting to think about just because uh, if, let's say he does it two times faster or maybe the opposite, if it's two times faster, if you find your own people, maybe focusing on that direction. So you're telling me when, when we purchase properties, go through Sergio? Or? Uh, no, after you've completely flipped the or house. Flipped, it's ready to sell. Yes. Go through Sergio or go through a different agent? Or just go through directly to someone who can purchase it off your hands without any agent in the middle. So I, I've done that. I've done that. Typically when we do that, there's a lot of times, um, depending on the situation, who the buyer is, but you're leaving money on the table okay. a lot of times. Um, and I, I could give you dozens of examples of me doing that and leaving a lot of money on the table. So we are uh, capitalist, right, at heart. The best thing you could do is just put it in the open market, let whoever, wants it, really fight for it and, and, and buying the house. Okay, yeah, so what I'm hearing is networking is definitely important, but at the same time, if there's another way to do it faster and to be more profitable, that's definitely something that you guys look for. Look for. Yeah, and you know, if I may edify Sergio, when you have a team of professionals and you add more professionals to that mix that are like-minded, it changes things for you. It might not necessarily speed up processes, but it makes them so you're doing work more correctly. Like okay. Because Sergio has so much background, he's a broker, he's done construction work, he's a pilot. I mean, there's basically nothing this guy doesn't So you can do. fly your house directly to the owner. <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> so when you have difficult situations, like case in point today, we were looking at a property and we thought we saw a deal. But he showed us three or four different things that we would have never even thought of. And that's just from his 21 plus years of experience. Hey, by the way, it's not going to hit the value you think it's going to hit because it might have a septic tank problem. And if it does, okay. it could be a 20 to $100,000 charge. Wow. So, and then if I may, just one other quick thing, because yeah. I want to honor your question about marketing. And this is really to especially the younger agents that might be viewing. Um, I think a lot of us, well over 80,000 of us have watched Gary go from zero followers to well over 80,000. And I would say the key is to have, and we, we teach this at our workshops, as many fishing poles in the water, you know, this marketing, that marketing, try, try, try. If you just stick with one direction, even if it's working for you, you're limiting yourself, obviously. And we all know that. But if you great, get great at one and establish that and then build on that as you go, so you've got, say, an Instagram following and then you carry that over to other platforms and you're genuine and you're real and you're, con you're consistent and continuing what you're providing content-wise, people naturally flock to that. And when yeah. people naturally flock to that, then 
business comes from that. Yeah, I've definitely, I definitely agree with you. And I've seen that. Um, I knew this one uh, marketing professional and he did work with LVMH. So that's the company that owns a bunch of luxury brands. They're all Europe based. And one of the things he definitely said is originally this person might, uh, because they put so much love and care and time into their product, they might think this is the market that I'm looking for. But then if there's money in other markets or other types of people you never imagine investing in your brand, then you go for it. And also what that does, the beautiful thing about that is your brand takes like a life of its own. So all of a sudden it's something that you could have never imagined. Exactly. So I think that's what you're also doing. And I know with Gary, um, I know your, your, your wife and your sister-in-law are very proud of you. So I've seen them posting you over the years and I've definitely seen um, a difference in your posts and uh, you're doing great right now. And especially comparing to what it was years ago. Years ago, I think, um, I don't know, maybe it was also my inexperienced eye, but I see a major difference in your content now. And it's like, uh, even before I joined the Pocket Network, I had nothing to do with real estate. I would sometimes just watch it just because it's interesting. And also uh, one of the most important things, educational. You feel like you've walked away, taking something away from the content that you're viewing. And I think that's very important in marketing. Absolutely. And with that, I was able to meet a lot of people off market, like through social media, I've met um, investors out of state that invest money with us now, a couple hundred thousand they invest with us. I've, uh, I've got to network with uh, the guy that really got me to do flips uh, from Flipper Flop, Tarek. We're actually friends now. We're going to do a TV show together, like one of the episodes. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's definitely opened up a lot of doors for me. Oh, yeah. I can imagine. Social media, um, I think it was uh, our second podcast that we did with one of our guests. And she kept mentioning, uh, she's, a, she's a mentor in the game, Jackie. And she kept mentioning how important social media is and how some people don't recognize that. And obviously, there's so much that you could do with social media. It also comes up to how, like you said, how honest you are and how genuine you are with your clients or the relationship relationships with anyone you're, uh, you're networking with. So I'm sure whether it's with Ara or Gary or Sergio, if you guys didn't feel like the person in front of you is being very honest, open, transparent, you know, all of the words, then it wouldn't be a, a relationship that you, you look to in future deals. It would just be a temporary, we do a deal now, great, benefited off of you and I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. The one and done. No, we, yeah. we definitely believe in long-term at this point in our career, um, well, let me go back. When I first started, I started with no money. So at that point, it was more of, okay, I'm really good at finding deals, marketing, doing that. Who can I bring that will you know, buy these, these houses? How do we do OPM, other people's money? How do we use other people's money? Now we're at a point where we don't need to do that. We, even though we have a, a nice network of people that do want to invest with us and are still investing, but because of our track record and the, the amount of houses we flipped, we have 100% financing right now. So we have a, a, a big um, big network of lenders that want to just literally give us money at very cheap cost. That's amazing. Yeah. And um, just going off that, do you see um, let's, like a benefit in that? So you might have 100% of the financing yourself, but is there a reason why you would say, okay, uh, even though I have more than enough to fund the next whatever, X amount of projects, is there a reason that you would go with uh, someone who's giving you money? Yes, there is. You touched on something that was really close to home when you were talking about Jackie, I believe. You mm -hmm. said love, care, and time. Yes. Our motto and 
to those of you watching, we did not set this up. Our motto happens to be love, care, serve. Oh, wow. That's how, honestly, we live our lives. That's how we do business. That's how we treat our friends and family. And it just comes from leadership. And we've built a culture, Gary and Sergio especially, have built a culture of focus on love, care, serve. It's a really simple motto, but when it's genuine and when you're going to someone to buy their home or uh, to help them out of um, a foreclosure, they sense it, they yeah. feel it, and then that spreads uh, organically. And I think people hear it in our words, right. they see it in our actions. In no way is that bragging, we get to serve. And all that happens as a result of us serving is we're blessed. So. Yeah. And I think it just, it would show in your success, right? Because if people don't feel that way, there's tons of people out there who are willing to buy their home. Um, it probably wouldn't take more than 24 hours. If you just did a quick post on social media, people would approach you. So there's a reason why people are coming back to you or why they're referring other people to you or why you have these contractors, these designers that you have long-term relationships with. Because uh, even though like it's, uh, most of the time it's about money, but at the same time, no matter how much money I'm making, if I have the experience working with you guys, and if I didn't feel that you were being honest or if it wasn't a, a good time, right, then I would just find someone else. There's someone else who you can work with, who you can make money with. So that shows in your long-term term relationships for sure. Absolutely. Um, when we first started this business, it was, uh, it was never about the money. It was more of... Um, so going back, I remember the days I was uh, broken. I was trying to figure out life, just about to get married, between jobs, and God like really got a hold of me, and I just prayed for wisdom, and one thing led to another, and I watched a lot of flip or flop, and I was like, you know what, I think I could do this, and God just gave me the confidence, and um, my first three deals, I got screwed over by other investors, and I was like, you know what, I just don't like this feeling of being screwed and all that stuff, so... I took all that and, and God turned it into something positive and uh, met my business partner off of a cold call, random person I called. Uh, our first deal we do, we both get screwed on. Later on, we become business partners and 400 plus properties later that we flipped, uh, we've done pretty well. Yeah. So now we're at a point in our lives where we want to teach others. Um, one of the investors that invested with us on one of the deals she said, Gary, I've been following you for four years. I think it's time to do business. And um, we had a deal we bought in, in, together with Aura and Joshua Tree, and we were trying to figure out the financing together. And, you know, this, this investor that she follows me on Instagram hit me up. She said, hey, uh, you know, I'm, I want to do business with you guys. I've been following you for four years. I'm like, incredible timing. We literally just got this deal. We needed an investor, and you came on to uh, at the perfect timing. So it was definitely something God has uh, been in total control in our business and our lives. And we're very, very happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's really beautiful. And um, you actually just touched on one of the questions that I had for you about teaching. So um, was that kind of like a natural progression? Was it because you got bored because it was getting too easy? What, like, why did you decide that you wanted to teach others? Why don't you jump this first and then I got something to share. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so throughout the years, I've been getting a lot of DMs. Hey, Gary, please help us, help us, help us. You know, how do you do it? Uh, you have so many projects going on. Like, can you please help us? And I'm like, I can, but I just don't have the time. You know, like, if I help you, 
it just takes away time from my own business, from my family. And it's not fair for my family. It's not fair to my business partner. I can't really do so much stuff. And then I had people that said, hey, Gary, we're willing to pay you. Can you like, please help us? And then I was like, all right, maybe like if I could substitute some of the time, if I put it with the student, then, you know, I took on a few students and then I noticed like those few just referred a few and then it's just started growing. And then I was like, you know, let me just do my first workshop. And I just had this idea of doing it at one of our flips. And we put up a couple of ads on my Instagram. We had like, I don't know, 25 people showed up, all paid. And this was on site? Yeah, one of our job sites, one of okay. our flips. So I was like, all right, cool. I mean, these people are paying to learn. I'm like, I, I'll teach them. And then we had success stories from those students, uh, then did another one and had a, a few more success stories. Um, and then we just did our third one. It was uh, about 40 people, about 40 people came, <laughs> paid. Uh, it was uh, it was good. You know, a lot of uh, we laughed together, we cried together. Just a lot of emotions. We're creating a good community amongst just a network of people. You know, everyone wants to help each other. Let's all grow together. Uh, no ego involved. It's all like love. Yeah, that's amazing. And I think um, one of one of the things that I'm hearing is this was kind of like not something you planned, but it literally landed in your lap. Like people were asking you to do it, right? I come from a uh, barely graduating high school, so for me, I never thought about teaching. I was like, I barely graduated high school, what am I gonna teach? And it was just a natural progression where yeah. I'm like, all right, cool, I kind of figured this thing out. Now I could, if someone like me could do it with no money, I owed my friends some money. If someone like me could do it, I think there's a pretty good chance someone else could do it too. Yeah, and coming from a background where, like you said, it's not like you're taking um, all the credit for this, where it's it's very faith-based. It's all glory and, to God. Yeah, exactly. So that's one thing that I've heard in a lot of people who who give all of their success and everything to God, where it's not like they're saying, oh, I put in all the work and now people want to be me. No, it's more of uh, also spreading what, what you know, right? So is it more... Um, like, is, do you see this as like a way to also spread the word? hundred percent. It's a, it's a, I mean, you're a walking testimony, uh, right? Everything you do, you just, you know, even when the situation is bad, a lot of times like contract this, some, something you could literally like blow up on them and, but you show them like, it's fine. You know, it's okay. Like every, sometimes we get mad. Why didn't this thing close today? And we're supposed to meet deadlines. And then like, God comes at the end and says, hey, my son, I'm going to bless you. It had to happen like this because the end user that was going to buy this house wasn't ready yet. My timing, yeah. not yours. Yeah. yeah. His timing always. And like, we just did a deal right now with one of my friends, uh, Arthur, and we bought this property. We did very well on it. We're like, all of us were walking away with like 40 grand each. So we did really well on this deal. And... He was, uh, he was nervous during the transaction. He's like, man, this is taking too long. What's going on? The buyer was, a, uh, on paper, was a, a regular buyer, but then they ended up going FHA. So we're like, you know what, Arthur? Just, just relax, calm down. Things happen for a reason. We finally closed, but here's the crazy part. While we were in escrow, about like a month, two months into it, he ended up finding a property for himself to buy. So literally he bought his property and a week later we're getting paid on this flip. So like 
timing is perfect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, everything happens for a reason. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And he just literally texted me that before I got here. He said, I'm so thankful, man. Thank you for this. You make this very, like very stressless for us. We appreciate you. So. Yeah, and I think people definitely feel that. Like, for example, uh, how would you deal with any type of stress or anxiety or anything that happens that may have not been part of the plan while flipping a house? Oh, that's a good question. I think we've gotten really good. First, we, we check ego at the door. There's just no ego. We've watched so many people in our lives um, just block blessings strictly because of ego. You know, God has a way of pushing us forward through life so long as we're faithful to what his direction is. And then what you described where it's just, I can do it this way and I can get big and it's just so arrogant. Yeah. It's weird to be arrogant like that and not let go of that ego. So first and foremost, we've just, we keep each other accountable. We don't have any ego and um, we're there for each other. You know, at, at times there's a lot of us always with each other so we kind of will do our own thing and go handle the project but when there's stress we have each other yeah. and we can you know i'll give you a, i won't use any names but i'll give you an example that same project that the out-of-state couple jumped in and helped us with we were working with the realtor and we were going to bless her at the end of it and rather than saying you know that was great thank you so much even though we've done all the work for this person up until the finish line uh she was very, um, the, the response was kind of ugly. Like she didn't accept it and she said it was beneath her and it was disrespectful and we thought, that doesn't make any sense. And then our first thought as a trio because it came to all three of us was, okay, that's horrible. We gotta let her know how horrible that is. We called each other and we said, okay, you know what, let's calm it down. Obviously it's coming from a place of hurt and yeah. she's not understanding what we're trying to communicate. So as a trio, we came up with a nice response to show her, you know, there's no tough feelings here. There's no anger. We really just wanted to bless you. If it doesn't work, we get it, but do consider. Yeah. And I think your reaction would definitely have her pause and step back. And cause yeah. she probably didn't expect you to be so nice about it. I, yeah, I think she expected us to yeah. like fire her for blow yeah. and no, I'd like, you know, that good old saying, kill him with kindness that, yeah. that goes pretty much everything we do. You could, uh, there's a lot of times where things could get really heated real quick. You just step back, even say a prayer for someone, right? Just step back, hey, you know, you might feel a certain way. Give them, say a prayer to them. I've met so many people by just doing random stuff. When we met, uh, we met a contractor by buying them lunch. They ended up doing a project for us in Joshua Tree. While we were out there, we went out there to find contractors. Yeah. God literally brought these people in front of us, actually behind us, <laughs> yeah. behind us. And uh, something in my heart said, hey, you know, let's buy these people their lunch with no intentions. Bought their lunch, started talking, and next thing you know, they're, we hired them to do one of our jobs. Yeah, I think there's networking opportunities and everything, everything. Whether you're in line for something or it doesn't have to be a specific event that you're paying to go to. The, 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 absolutely. <laughs> and, and my biggest thing is do things without expectations, right? Mm -hmm. Just because that's what the right thing to do. Like if someone's drowning, you're going to go help them, not because you're going to get a reward later on. Yeah. You do the right thing. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And um, another question I had about the process. So with COVID now, well, first of all, with COVID, I feel like a lot of people are 
we're, or hopefully we're past all of that, but we're a lot more stressed, more anxious, not just because they haven't made money in a long period of time, maybe, but just because uh, staying at home, being away from loved ones may have uh, really affected them emotionally. So have you seen a difference with acting, how people act? Is there anything that you feel like uh, is interesting enough to bring up? I... That, that's all been a political narrative. In my world, I won't speak for you, I haven't seen any difference at all. Uh, I'm obviously a Christian conservative, so I don't espouse to any of that nonsense, and, uh, and I won't go down that political rabbit hole, but specifically answering your question, nothing, nothing different. Some people's behaviors were modified, but in my world, I, I go to Grace Community Church, mm-hmm. Since July 18th of last year, we've been shoulder to shoulder, 3,000 people per service, not a single mask, not a single case of COVID. Because we don't buy into the narrative. And I think we could say the same about work. You know, where we go, most people don't wear masks. No one asks about vaccinations. No one acts differently. In our office, we've always behaved normally. We're smart. We take precautions. And we don't put ourselves in compromising positions. but. And we also stay away from the nonsense that they're spewing on the news all the time. We just yeah, I'll give you stay my, away from it. I'll give you my uh, perspective from the day-to-day of like dealing with potential sellers and stuff. So you got two types of sellers. You have the sellers that don't care, right? They, they don't wear the mask. They really don't care or whatever. That's, that's, you have that seller. And then you have the seller that's super scared. They want to sell their house off market. They don't want anyone to go through the house. And we have we had those situations where we go in out of respect. You know, they have a mask, and I tell them, "Hey, do you want me to wear the mask? Do you want me to take it off?" Some people say, "No, just do whatever you want." Some people say, "Yeah, can you please have it on?" So I just kind of whatever they say, I'm okay with because I'm in their house, right? Um, and then while talking to them, a lot of times we'll see like they'll just take off their mask naturally. Um, and it just naturally happens, like it's not planted or anything. The guard like that. comes yeah. down. Um, but I'll tell you this: I've bu- I've bought a lot of good deals during COVID. Okay. For and and not to sound, you know, not sensitive to the subject, but we um, we bought a lot of good deals during that time. A lot, not because, like one of the deals we bought, the guy ended up uh, committing suicide. Uh, not because of COVID, just other reasons from what we've heard, and um, picked up this property for five hundred thousand, wow. and uh, it's worth about two point five million right now wow. during COVID. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I think there's two sides of this uh, of everything, right? So um, whether it's people who have been overpaying for properties or people who have, like you just said, for that one property, uh, it sounds like you got an amazing deal on it, and um, so it feels like. If you just start every day with a blank slate, forget about what's happening out there, forget about how you think you should act and just start with a positive attitude, just do everything how you normally would, then it, it'll, it'll be good at the end of the day. So, yeah, exactly. The way I start my day, day is similar to what you said, right? You wake up with gratitude, right? What are you grateful for? I give my kind of gratitude, like mental check. Okay, I'm grateful for my family. I have health. You know, I have shelter, I have food, you know, the basic stuff. Everything outside of the basic stuff is just extra. Um, so every day I do the, my gratitude, thank, like, list, and then go out because I then go out through the day because I know 
there's going to be situations where God is going to bring people in my life at that time. And I'll tell you what, I go see clients and I always tell them, I'm like, I'm here to solve a solution, right? I'm here to really solve a solution. Whether you sell it to me or not, I want to find you a solution. And then they kind of, their guards come down and we start talking and I've had clients where we prayed for them, we cried together, we laughed together. We recently had a client, we're buying their house in Moreno Valley, um, husband, ex like pro bodybuilder, wife has stage four cancer. Wow. Like she's on her last like breath. And we were together were you there that day with us? No, but I know right? story. We went to his house. Prior to going to his house, the agent said, hey, make sure you have your masks on, like super careful, you know, and obviously respected their wishes. We went inside and we're talking and he has this, uh, he doesn't have a mask, sorry. He has his COVID shot. He's like, hey, are you guys, you know, vaccinated this, that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we're like, no, you know, we, we, we trust God, we're good, you know, and we find out he's a believer too. and. We, at the end, we prayed. We prayed for his wife. Like, we were all in tears. And we we weren't there. I mean, yeah, we were there to buy the house. But that prayer was, to him, was a lot more than us buying that house. Yeah. You know? And a lot of, everyone needs prayer. Everyone needs a helping hand, you know? And if we could be that vessel, like, you know, and the Bible says, you know, go preach the, you know, four corners of the world and share the gospel, right? And for us, it's been through real estate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you guys have, uh, I think your company's gotten so successful. It's not just L.A. So now you have a huge amount of people. You can you go drive three hours away to look at properties. And in those three hours, how many people are there within that distance? And then it's not just people that you have direct contact with. Like you said, if you... Um, bought the, those co uh, the contractors lunch. So it's just people in everyday life that were put there for a reason. And whether that day it's just praying about their wife or whatever it is, then in the future, who are they going to think of? If they have a need in the market, it's not just a connection for money. It's, it's a different level of connection. And then these people, you, you're the first one that crosses their mind because you were there for them for an awful time or you were supporting them through an important time in their life, even if it wasn't awful. Then they're going to think of you guys, right? Not just someone who's successful, not just the top real estate agent who can sell their home in two seconds, but someone who keeps them safe. Absolutely, it's like that, that saying, you know, before asking for a hand, you gotta touch someone's heart, right? So you gotta really, and be genuine about it. And the fun, the crazy part is like, the buying part of houses and flipping, I feel like it's just uh, a bonus. <laughs> I always say to Ara, I'm like, I'm here to create friends, go find friends and create memories with the friends that I have, you know? And buying real estate just happens to be buying real estate. But for me, we have an entire world as a, our playground um, and we're having fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. And just like most successful people will say, um, or most mentors will tell you, if you ask them, what should I do with my life? It's what makes you happy. It's not just what makes you money, because if you're happy, if you feel like what you're doing is, uh, has a greater purpose, then first of all, you're more likely to do it long-term. It's not just something that temporarily satisfies you, but also it's going to bring you joy and also opens up different paths for you. Definitely true. But it, 
that, and that can apply anywhere. Um, it can be in work, it can be in leisure, but uh, one of the other things we're always talking to people about is there's only two things in life we can control, attitude and effort. So real estate is hard. Yeah. It's hard. I, I don't have a paycheck job. Today I put in, I want to say 15 hours. I was in six different cities. I was smiling all day. I, it didn't feel like work for a moment, but it took a long time to get to that place. And the only way to build to that is start and then take a step. Of course. Take another step. Yeah, it'll never be handed to you. Yeah, but you have to put yourself out there. And when we do the workshops, that's one of the biggest things we tell people. Pick up the phone. Call Mm -hmm. another agent. Call a broker. Go to a house. Knock on a door. Whatever it is, go on social media. Put yourself out there. And I think... That's the biggest barrier to entry for the younger people that are looking to break into real estate because they see the bigger picture. They see Tarek and all these guys. They want to do it and they'll try and they'll see how insanely difficult it is. And they're like, no, 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 I'll just go back to my life. Yeah. If you try and you fail and you try again, it's like what are we, eating an elephant. How do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time. Yeah. Just keep taking those bites. Keep taking your punches and you'll grow. Yeah, be consistent. It's not going to be an overnight empire, even though it might look easy on these TV shows or it might look easy on, uh, for example, if you go on Gary's page and he's already successful, it's, you're not going to be sitting there complaining about how hard it was five years ago or 10 years ago. So people don't see what you've done to build up to where you are at that moment. And that's why these uh, mentors and teaching webinars, whatever it is, they're so, so important because people need to see what it takes and they need to see that these successful people, it wasn't just just someone handing you a small loan of a million dollars and you just start off from scratch, right? Yeah, scroll to their no. first posts and you'll what? see how green and terrible <laughs> yeah. they were at the start and <laughs> where they've come. That's saying that God doesn't oppose effort, right? You got to put in the effort. You got to put in the work. Um, when this is, I'm, I'm laughing. Um, I got into introduced into the real estate market uh, doing loans, mortgages, back in 2004, 2005. The person that hired me, Lisa, a company called First Capital. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Interesting how life works. Uh, our recent workshop we just did, uh, R9 Sergio, Lisa, my old boss, was one of the students. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's amazing. So you guys don't just have people who are flipping homes, or is she now flipping homes? She wants to get into. Okay. The, I mean, she's done flips, uh, yeah. but she wants to go more full time, more heavier on on the on the deal flow and yeah. flips. Yeah, and I'm assuming Lisa had more years of experience than what Lisa than you was did. my boss. Yeah. She's been in the so, mortgage business since 1980-something. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, so it just goes to show that experience doesn't necessarily mean that you are at your full potential, right? So whether you're, you've been in the game for five years or 50 years, there's still an opportunity to learn. And then also another important thing to learn from someone younger, even someone who maybe just started because they might have a completely different outlook. I know people um, that are in their seventies who have a ridiculously successful marketing career. If you look at their portfolio, but they refuse to uh, be bought by social media. They think that it's a big sham. I don't know if they've looked into the numbers or anything, but those people, they're definitely not open-minded and they are losing a lot of whether it's followers, income, whatever, sales when it comes to social media. So then if they were to maybe go to your, your guys's, uh, 
whether it's your webinars or the live in-person teachings, I'm sure you guys, one of the important things is social media and just putting yourself out there and letting people know that we're here, this is what we do, and um, that's how you get people to come to you. My mentor used to say a life worth living is a life worth documenting, right? Mm -hmm. So all social media is is you're documenting your life from your start to where you are today and all the stuff in between. I remember when I first started, everything was on Instagram. I would post and I would drop the phone and I'm like, my partner would show me uh, stucco. I would look at something else. I had no idea about construction. But then you see your progress. You go back and you see your progress. Um, so at the event, I'm talking, I'm introducing myself, I'm giving them my background. And I felt like at that moment, time stopped and God just like spoke to me. Like he said, son, this is why I brought you here. And Lisa was sitting there and it was just like an aha moment. Like you went from working for this lady, which you did really well. I was getting ready to quit the mortgage business and I stuck around. And if it wasn't for her, I would never be in this real estate business. So it was a very aha moment for me. I was like bawling in tears. I'm like, all right, God, just <laughs> let me stop crying. It was, <laughs> it was embarrassing. But uh, it was a very genuine uh, interaction with everyone and everyone felt it. Um, the more you're, you're transparent and you're, like, you show your heart to people, whether it's business partners or consumers, sellers, whoever you're doing business with, they feel it, they see, and they want to work with you even more, right? Of course. Yeah, for sure. If I ask someone for advice and I can feel that they're holding back so that they're more competitive or successful for, uh, than me, I'm not going to stick around no matter how successful they are. I'd rather to go to someone else. Maybe they're not as successful as that person, but they're going to give me all the tools that they can to be successful because exactly. it doesn't mean that they're competition, right? It could be, you could build a completely new network of strong people who are like-minded. Exactly right. The... What, what you just said comes uh, two things in mind, scarcity and abundance, right? A lot of people that have the scarcity mindset is, all right, I'm going to lose if I teach them this, this, that, you know, it's like, it's this like weak mindset, I'm but if you have competition the, yeah, against me. but if you have the abundance mindset of God's going to give you what's yours, like whether you do something extra or not, what's yours is yours. And that's what God is going to give you your portion of the pie. When people think that they have the control of which portion of the pie they're going to get, they act like God and that's when they start getting into trouble. Yeah. And that's honestly what attracted me to come into the Cash Investors Fold was the last workshop. When you see people very uncomfortably come to an event not knowing what it's going to be, really concerned about, is this real or am I wasting my time and my money? And then watching them transform through the process and then having the ability now as a company to completely flip that on its head meaning all the people that come rather than them becoming our competition they come into the fold yeah and we've created so many incentives for them to want to do that so because we have the financing because we have the network because we have a team that'll literally sit with people cold call with them. Like we have guys that have been in the business 20 years sitting down next to a newbie, making a cold calling list and calling on their cell phone, yeah. doing that right with them. 
you can't put a price tag on that. And the value ends up being, now they're bringing in deals and doing them in-house and cash investors and we do it together and we're just growing that way organically. Yeah, and see, like I said, two sides of everything. So yeah. you can see it as competition or like you said, look at the smart That's side. The How can I grow from this? How can my business grow from helping others? I and think uh, Jay, Jay Paul Getty, right, said, I'd rather have 1% of 100 people's effort than have 100% of my own. Yeah. It's all about synergy. It's all about like, just getting together and we all went together. One of our students from the previous workshop, and I don't want to talk about, this is not a promotion of our workshop, that is just kind of naturally progressed there. Um, our pre, one of our previous students from our previous workshop, on his first flip, he learned our stuff, he went and did it, he made $70,000 wow. on his first flip. That's I mean, amazing. Tell me, isn't that life changing so cool. for someone yeah. to make 70 grand on one yeah. deal? Yeah, I feel now I'm feeling like 40 students is not enough and we need to get you guys live <laughs> live on a webinar on our platform so that all of our users in cuz we have users all over. So it's people aren't well actually they might fly out from let's say Florida to a webinar if they see that there's worth and value in it, but um, at the same time everything is so global with the internet now that you could just log on, watch, ask live questions, right? So that would that be something you guys are interested in or would so there is value to that definitely but i think what's really unique about how gary has set it up and we've kind of built up is we go to the flips at different stages and you get to touch and feel we give them sledgehammers and they break <laughs> walls like literally break walls and figuratively break walls so that kind of interaction plus our team we have an architect, a designer, a builder, a developer. I mean, you name it. Everybody has their own strengths, an ADU expert. You can ask them, right? When was the last time you were in a room with an ADU expert, an architect, and a designer, and a flipper? It doesn't happen. Without paying them their yeah. crazy amounts of hourly fees. Yeah. You get all that access, and then afterwards you get access to them as well. So absolutely, we'd be open to serving through a webinar format or some type of you know online seminar, but... Uh, it would be a different feel. It wouldn't be as like hands-on and right in there, feeling it, tasting it. Yeah, touching. you wouldn't get that stress therapy breaking things exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. What were we gonna say? No, I'm saying uh, you mentioned different out of state. This that. Uh, I've had people come from different parts uh, of the state, and um, I think I shared it too with you, right? Uh, one of those people wanted. He said, "Can you come out to I think a different country?" Oh, wow. Um, didn't I send it to you? Did you see that? I don't know. No? It was uh, somewhere Middle East, he said. Uh, I, I knew you were going to say Middle East. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, hey, can you, I wish we, you could come here and teach your ways here. And I'm like, I don't know anything about your market, but. <laughs> that would be interesting. That would be something to consider. Yeah. 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 Gary Tigranian in China. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Um, so for for your social media posting and then like the students coming in and seeing live. So first of all, social media, do you post through the entire process? And um, my second question for the students, do they come to every single one or it's like a one-time uh, class? So it's a, it's a one-day workshop and we start early morning, 7 a.m., we have a bus that picks us up and we go to three or four different job sites that we own. And I literally show them how we acquire this property, what the steps were to acquiring it. Uh, they could to see like the layout of it. And depending on the stage of the house, sometimes we even interact with the students. Hey, what would you do with this wall? Mm -hmm. You know, where would you put the bathroom? Kind of like, let, I want them to like 
be in the game, like not just be spectators. Yeah. To think about it like they're doing it. Exactly. So we I'm, even pull them up and role play with them and they're in. They're, they're with 40, 50 of their peers they've never met and they just jump in and make mistakes the, and they're comfortable. The challenge is when you have a lot of people come, they don't see themselves doing this. So hmm. I always want to show people like, all right, get in the game. I'm gonna show you, like you know that when you, I played basketball, uh, I always wanted to be, hey, coach, put me in, put me in, put me in. Right, this is their opportunity to get in the game, to feel it, to test it, to absorb it. And we do something cool, like our last event, we said, whoever comes to our event, we're gonna draw one lucky winner without investing any money, nothing, zero. You're gonna be a partner on one of our next flips. Wow. Yeah. And, there, and that specific person is going to see everything from like acquisition to like the financing part of it to the contractor yeah, to that's the day to day. Like imagine it's like going to college and getting paid for. Yeah. Um, so one lucky winner won that, and she's uh, up for our next uh, our next project. She's going to be a partner. That's amazing. That's definitely a great incentive for people to uh, to put themselves out there because um, I know there are some people that are more introverted or maybe they're just a little overwhelmed by a, a day job that they have and they're doing this on the side. They might not uh, either put t uh, time aside or the, the money aside to invest in something like this. But if you see that there is that offer, that this is the real deal. It's not just someone doing this just for a little bit of money, but yeah. they're actually investing their time and their resources to build you up. I think that would definitely be a big reason for people to join, to, to show up. Absolutely. It is. I would, and it's a great promo. Definitely. I mean, you, you get to be part of a flip for nothing. Yeah. At the same time, what really makes people comfortable and come out of their shell and take risks they wouldn't normally take is we talk about our motto, we show videos about our motto in action, and then when they get there, they feel it. Yeah, they the company culture. feel it. And when you have our entire family surrounding them, talking to them, holding their hand, walking them through the process, they come out of their shell and they're willing to try whatever we throw at them. It's yeah. a whole different type of Absolutely. Atmosphere. Absolutely. And now, Aura mentioned this through through the students that come in through our class. Uh, the ones that take action are the ones that partner up with us, and you know, literally, they want to do deals with us uh, day and night. Right? They don't want to go even anywhere else because they have the support system, they have the coaching, pretty much at their disposal, um, and it's it's a win win for everyone. Yeah, and definitely like finances aside and success aside, when the company culture is something that you dream to have, that is the biggest selling point for me. So 100%. if I was looking at a job, it's not just the benefits, it's not just the pay that's going to make you, me apply for that job, but it's just listening to people, how they oh, yeah. feel when they're in the office. Though one of the things for us was, I, I've had jobs, right? I've had office jobs doing loan officer work and I would hate going to work and I'm like, man, I got to make calls today. I got to do this, offers work and blah, blah, blah. So when we created this company, we wanted to make people feel like when you do come to work, you're having fun. And you're, you're, I tell a lot of people when they're afraid of making calls, I'm like, you're not calling clients. You're just calling people that you want to be friends one day, Yeah. right? You're out there making friends and there are people that are looking for us. 
because of the, the type of marketing we do, we're literally fishing out there for people that are looking for us. And a lot of times they become friends with us. We <laughs> invite these people to like the clients to dinners with us. They literally become family with us. And whether we help them or not, they know we have their best interest. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I guess, one of the many things that has made us where we're at today is um, you put the client's interest first, no matter what the deal is. And Sergio says this all the time, you need to know how to walk away from money. Don't let yeah. money be your like guiding or, or, or motivational to, yeah. for that deal. We've had deals where, and I could give you like dozens of examples where a client is begging us to buy their house because they need the money fast. Uh, we had a deal in uh, Orange County. I won't mention a client's name, but he was uh, he went by the name of Pancho. That was his nickname. Um, he originally needed $70,000 because he had some business stuff he needed to do. He owed like 400 something on his house. The house was worth like 800000 It was listed. Husband and wife are realtors, actually. And I said, Pancho, wh- why are you trying to sell this house to us for 600000 your house is like brand new. I don't have any work. I don't need to do any work to this house. I'm like, I feel like I'm stealing your house. Why would you sell this this house? And he gave us the real story because I need this money to do some marketing for my other business. I said, all right, well, what if we lend you the money? He needed 70. I'm like, I can't do 70 because of the ratios aren't there. But what if I give you 60 and in return, we get your house as a listing we sell your house for you he said you'll do that for me i'm like yeah i mean i would feel weird buying your house at 600 knowing it's worth 800 yeah so we gave him the loan and he did whatever he had to do he kept his end of the bargain we got the listing we sold this house for eight hundred thirty thousand. wow yeah and, and so- after this do you think poncho is going to call you if he has a client oh. or off-market home that you could buy so yeah, absolutely. that definitely built up something larger. I think a lot of people look for short-term wins, yeah. but if you think smart long-term, your pocket might not be as padded tonight, but in the future, not only do you have this person who trusts you and can refer real clients who need your help in the future, but also think about the lifetime earnings after this. Yeah, that's true. Actually. There's yeah. absolutely. And there's the physical wins we see every day, but there's also the spiritual wins, right? Mm-hmm. To me, that was just a spiritual deposit, and I was like, all right, good. You know, we did the right thing. That was the right thing to do. And yeah, so you can sleep at night. Yeah, 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 exactly. I, I mean, people could search me, Google me, my name, everything. You'll never find any complaint, nothing. Yeah, yeah, I've and that's done. important. You were talking about being uh, upset about the first few deals where they weren't fair to you. Um, so do you remember their names? Don't say it, but do you <laughs> remember? Do you want to hear a crazy story? <laughs> yeah, sure. You know that story. This is, it's, it's, it's. You can't start crying again. No, no, I won't cry. But if you do, it's okay. (laughs) It's funny how life works. As I mentioned, I started with no money. I actually owed my friend 10 grand and I I got into like flipping houses and I found the property. Uh, The first one I found, uh, I called the agent. I couldn't sleep. It was really late at night. The following day, I called the agent. Um, She said, I have 27 offers on that deal. It was in Burbank. I said, well, you know, what can you do? I'm really interested in buying, but keep in mind, I have no money. I owe my friend 10 grand. I'm barely between jobs. I'm trying to figure out life. 
Um, he said, and Aura knows my background. He was my best man for my wedding. He knows, oh, wow. he knows what I came from, like nothing. So, <laughs> uh, the agent said, I'll put you as a backup. I said, wow, you'll do that for me? She said, yeah. I said, look, if this deal goes through, my life will change. I, I appreciate you. At this point, I'm like, man, I don't have anyone that I could think of. And then I started thinking, okay, who do I know has money? Who do I know has money? So I have these couple of people on my mind. Uh, two weeks later, she calls me. She said, hey, Gary, uh, congratulations. The house is yours. Um, these people didn't perform. Do you want to buy it? I said, absolutely. And then I hung up. I'm like, man, where am I going to get the money from? <laughs> uh, it was $410,000. I'm like, I don't even have $400 in my account. <laughs> I'm like, going to come up with wow. $410,000. Um, I made a couple of phone calls. This investor that I knew, I met him while working at the bank. I uh, said, I will buy it. I said, amazing, let's do it. Uh, I said, what's my per percentage in there? What's my partnership? He said, I could pay you 20,000 now, or I could give you a third of the part, uh, profits once we flip. I said, you know what? I don't want you to pay me up front because I want to be in it with you guys, right? If we win, we all win. If we lose, I don't want to make, like, I want to make sure I'm yeah. a team player. He said, all right, cool. I'll make sure that happens. Fast forward, house is ready. We, uh, we, we, we sell the house, $180,000 profit. I already like mentally figured out where I'm gonna pay certain things. I yeah. have bills, this, this, that. And he hands me a check for $9,000. Yeah, nine grand. Wow, that is definitely not a third. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. Um, I mean, can you like imagine 180,000, we met up at Starbucks, I'm getting ready to receive a $60,000 check. He hands it to me, I see a, a zero missing and I see a nine. <laughs> so nine grand, we renegotiated. I ended up getting $16,000. How does that work? <laughs> I have no idea, but if I would go back and knowing what I know now, I'm like, that was the best thing that ever happened mm. to me. His last word, I said, look, I can't work with you. This is not fair. Like it takes a lot of time, energy to yeah. get these deals. And then he gave me a different story. He said, you know, deals are easy to get. The money is hard. And I was like, all right, well, I know my God is a king and he'll provide. So I'm, I'm fine. And I said, you know what? I'm going to, um, I'm not going to work with you anymore. Thank you for this opportunity. I appreciate it. I'm good. His uh, last words to me, he said, you're not going to make it without my money. He said that. I'm like, all right. Okay. I left it alone. Fast forward, okay, this is like years later. We've already done really well. I ended up buying one of my dream cars. I had a Lamborghini. And we bought this house in Granada Hills, private community. We paid $1.1 million. Um, nice home, it was on top of the hill. Views, gated community, like it was the best house in, the, in, in that entire community. I get this letter in the mail, a big package, and they're they're going over who the next president is. It's voting time. For the community? Yeah. The okay. The HOA. Yeah. So I'm looking through those documents and there's five people on that list. The fifth person is that guy that screwed me over. Yeah. He actually lives in that community. Did you vote for him? So check this out. Um, it's the day to vote. They have a meeting. I show up in my Lambo. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it was like the best feeling. I show up. I should see, have brought a film crew with I you. See, all right. I see him. His jaw drops. He starts introducing everyone as like, oh, this is my friend, blah, blah, oh blah. And while this has happened, I feel like this time stopped again. I'm like, God was just speaking to me like, that had to happen for you to be where you're at today. You know? Yeah. And it just reminds us like, during the battle, you might get shot and be wounded, but God stopped you from something horrible, right? To do something else. Yeah. We recently listened to this thing, maybe. Yeah. Chinese farmer, if you guys ever get a chance to listen to it, it's the Chinese farmer. It's about maybe. Literally, the story is about everything that happens in your life, good or bad, happens for a reason. And it kind of directs you to where you're supposed to be today. It's an amazing story. If you guys ever get a chance to listen to it, it's, it's pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that for sure. There's a reason why you're being held back, whether it's a change or whether you're being protected from something else, something worse. And also Absolutely. that definitely teaches you, for example, let's say if you had a contract in place, could he do the same thing to his friend? Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of scenarios. First of all, I was too broke to write any contracts. I couldn't hire an attorney. Uh, our contract was literally just a paper. We wrote a bunch of stuff and we all had an agreement. But he had different intentions, and yeah. which was okay. You know, at that time I was hurt. I was like in pain. But God had different plans. If that didn't happen, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. And that also shows you how you need to surround yourself by like-minded people. But also at the same time, um, there's people that say, uh, I, I read this on social media, where if you look around the room, the five closest people, if you feel like you are the best out of the five closest people to you, then you are not surrounding yourself with the right people because you always need to surround yourself with people that inspire you, that people that will make you be a better person, the bigger person. And if you have someone like that guy in the room, then what's he gonna inspire you to do? Run after the money and cheat people over mm -hmm. and then cut off relationships. So you still didn't tell us, did you vote for him? No. <laughs> no. Was it a public vote or was it No, I, I don't think I voted. I just oh. kind of showed up. I wanted to yeah. hear them out and then I, I left. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Then you were, you were nice. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think a lot of us could have done that. <laughs> okay, so another question I had for you guys. How long does it take typically average to flip a property? The toughest part, before I answer specifically, is finding the property. Everything okay. else is like art meets science. Mm -hmm. It's really kind of a simple process. Um, initially, yeah. for what were you gonna say? No, I said yeah. You're right. uh, initially, especially for anyone in real estate, if you want to like buy a house, flip it, it's gonna seem at first a little bit like, oh, this is cake, and then you'll get in the mire and you'll realize, whoa, I'm waiting over my head. Yeah. Um, the if you can accomplish the first part of finding an off market home that hasn't been listed and figure out the right formula and we've figured out what works best for us and mm -hmm. all flippers have their like specific way of doing things like yeah. specific areas how much it's worth how much the after repair value is going to be and that's like my sweet spot um, typically to get your first acquisition i think opinions vary but it's going to take you two three maybe even four months so okay. a lot of people lose hope and they get tired, they get nervous, and they think, I'm not making any money, so they give up. Um, 
if you put yourself in a situation where you're working with people you can trust and know the industry and they can build you up as you're learning and doing, uh, obviously that's ideal. So for everyone in this network, talk to people, reach yeah. out, pick up that phone. Don't be shy. If you're shy, be shy and make your mistakes, cut your teeth. You'll figure it out. Yeah. But typically it takes about three to four months to get your first acquisition before you figure out what marketing is good for you. And then from there, typically if it's your normal uh, fix and flip, it's going to be about two to four months. There's okay. going to be lots of things that are just variables you couldn't control. Uh, contractor couldn't make it. Materials weren't available because of supply shortages. Bank on three to four months and then you've got to focus on the math. The math is key because every little detail costs money and every penny you spend takes away from your profit and your partner's profit. So the short answer to your question is four to six months, okay. pretty reasonable. Uh, just be ready to learn a whole lot before and during. Of course. Yeah. Like you said, it's always different. So if it's an ideal house, everything goes perfectly four months. If anything, once you know what you're doing, like you guys, maybe six months. And then if you're new, would you say a project would take eight to 12 looking six. back? So I'll that give, would be way too long, I think. Yeah. Uh -huh. I'll give you uh, examples of like what I've done um, on the fix and flip stuff. Uh, the fastest flip we've done was I think like two weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so the, the time frame of doing a flip, it depends on what you're doing to the house, right? You could do the lipstick on a pig where just floor, paint, this, that, put it back on the market. You could do something called a hotel where you just buy something and just put it as is. Those don't take time. Uh, actually, my biggest deal, I have the most money I've ever made, was on a deal I bought off market. I sold it. We made over $300,000 on one wow. deal. Yeah. Um, so the longest flip I've done, it wasn't a flip, it was more of like ground up where we bought the house, we demoed pretty much all of it and we did it from scratch. That took uh, 12 months to wow. finish. And then like um, to sell, it depends on your buyer. Like if you, okay, I'll give you another example. We just did a deal in, in the city of Corona. The fixing park took a month, but the buyer was an FHA buyer and FHA rule says you cannot sell that property within 90 days. So there's certain rules. Yeah. Um, so even though we were done, but the 90 day flip rule took longer. So we ended up from start to finish ended up being like four months. Um, and that was uh, that example. But if I was to say average, okay, I'll tell you this. If you're a fix and flipper, if you're not doing, if you're not fixing and flipping houses within two to three months, um, you want to might want to rearrange your 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 business plan. Um, if it's taking five six months, those are tough because you're not making money for five six months. Yeah. All you're doing, and currently we have like fourteen projects going on. If things took like five six months, that could be very stressful. Like on payments, and every month you're making payments on these mortgages. You know, yeah. currently I'm, I think we're like close to forty thousand a month just in mortgage payments that we're paying. Yeah, and count that for six months, yeah. you could be investing in a larger project. So, exactly. So, if you ever want to get into flips, I would say your, your 
they they were saying they say you make your money on the buy, mm-hmm. right? If you buy correctly, you'll make money, um, and that goes kind of everything. If you could save money on like contractor, you know, supplies, this that, you know, they're just saying money saved is money earned, right? If you could save money, it's better for everyone, and everyone wins. Yeah. You just asked us one simple question: How long does it take to do a flip? And we gave you all this mire. The key takeaway from everything we just shared is you make your money on the purchase. Focus yeah. there and everything else will fall yeah. into line. Yeah, so that, to me, um, that kind of highlights the the off-market listings for sure. Yeah. So if the money is only in the purchase, the better deal that you get off of it, which typically would be an off-market listing, then the better it is for you. So that would be number one criteria when trying to flip a home. Yeah, so when, I, when, when we go sit down with people that we've canvassed through our marketing, um, our number one goal is, as I mentioned, figure out what their needs are. What, what's the solution to their needs? Um, once we're able to find that solution, we just literally talk to them. We show them what the value can be after repair value. It's called ARV. And if they're willing to spend that money, they could get that kind of money. But a lot of times they don't have money to put into their house. Mm-hmm. So we kind of work the numbers backwards and then we put in our profit margin, what we're trying to make per deal. And we present it to them. If it's something they're entertaining, they'll take it. And if it's not, we just tell them, hey, look, this might not be an option for you. We also own a real estate company. We might be able to just sell your house on the market. And I think that's the biggest difficulty for anyone breaking into flipping. Like consistently we see this. They'll come to Gary, myself, Sergio, and say, you guys, you're never going to believe it. I found a house that I know is worth 900000 and we can get it for 800000 They think it's just amazing, $100,000 less, not calculating all the costs that are going to be involved, all the time that you're holding it. So when you kind of burst their bubble, at first, the first two, three, four, five times, they're like, I don't get it. Why are these guys saying this? And then after they do a flip and they realize what went into it and how much yeah. time and money it took, they're like, okay. Yeah, definitely a lot more complicated than it looks, especially when you don't really do your research. You just kind of think about it in your head. If I were to buy a property, what would go into it? I can make it so nice. Yeah, and then with just uh, with everything, supply, demand, whatever, numbers changing, I think your forecast could also always be changing. So do you guys forecast for um, the months ahead or do you kind of have to rely on what things cost now? Yes, we forecast. You have to and you have to be as accurate as possible. But all you have to go on is what we have now. So uh, real estate, unfortunately for all of us, there's a lot of speculation involved. And I think one of the big takeaways that you guys learned from the the Palm Springs property that you mentioned that was purchased during COVID, Mm -hmm. the risk was huge because nobody knew what was going to happen with COVID and no one knew how long it was going to keep going. So sometimes you got to put yourself out there and take a risk but make it as calculated as possible. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourselves making more risks now that you're more successful, that you're more uh, standing firm in your position? Actually, yeah, it's kind of, op- you know what it is? It's like when you're used to like- You find I'll, ways I'll to give, mitigate. I'll, I'll, yeah, yeah, I'll give an example. Like imagine you're, you go to the gym every day and you're lifting weights, right? You could put 45 pounds on each side. After you do that for a year, that 45 pounds just seems easy because you've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. That same with flips. The more you do it, the easier it gets. And you could just analyze deals like literally within seconds. You just, your num- your, your mind is just like starts calculating stuff. And like, 
all right, cool, there's money here, there's not money here. I remember something like this in another city, like just because of your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And um, with whether it's with experience or with, uh, with COVID, with the way the real estate industry has changed a little bit, um, has the criteria that you're looking for in properties changed at all? Good question. Great question. Uh, yes, and yes, and yes. So, so let's start off with um, when you first started versus now. Sure. So this was back in 2011. When I first started, there was a lot of foreclosures, so a lot of short sales were available. So I would literally call every day, I would call realtors, hey, I see this house went on the market, love for you to represent me. Um, can you, you know, can you let me buy this house? And when it's done, I'll give you the realist. So I used to do that back in 2011. Now people are doing that now, and to find deals off the MLS, it's, it's not impossible, but it's not, it's not the, the well I wanna go fishing. You know, mm -hmm. I don't wanna play in that water. Um, I'd rather just go create our own marketing, our own uh, leads. So when we first started, we would call short sales all day long. Now it's more like, let's find the deals we're looking for. Before it's, let's just find a deal. Yeah. Now it's, let's find the deals we're You're looking for. You're more selective. For. Yeah. Like yeah. We're, our business model is changing. We're looking more into doing like Airbnb stuff. So we're looking stuff at Joshua Tree right now. I have like a deal in Palm Springs. So we're, we're looking to, oh, we have a couple of uh, new constructions in Sherman Oaks going on right now. I got two in Sherman Oaks right now. So we're always looking at, all right, flips are cool, it's great, but that's not exciting anymore. No. Like, let's level up. We always talk about leveling up, right? Our next thing we wanna level up on is units. Like, let's go buy a 300 unit apartment building. Let's, you know, let's do this, let's do that. We live one life, right? And if we do it once, we do it well, we'll all have uh, generational wealth. Yeah. Well done, my good and faithful son. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing advice. I, I feel like we need to have you guys back and do kind of like a mini like educational session as well. And unfortunately, we don't have enough time today to do that. But it was really, really nice meeting the both of you. And I feel like I've learned a lot because I had some assumptions before the podcast. And uh, some of the things that you guys said, I totally did not ex expect. So hopefully the viewers at home also got that. And uh, they can also follow you guys on social media, right? Yeah. Do you guys want to tell them where we can find you? Absolutely. Um, we could post our links somewhere Yeah, we'll there. definitely yeah. add the links. But uh, you're Gary... It's Gary Tigranian, G-A-R-R-I-T-I-G-R-A-N-Y-A-N. And between my first and last name, there's an underscore. Okay. And, and Aura? I run the Cash Investors page. Okay. But because there's no I in our team, it's Cash Investors. Got it. And our website is cashinvestors.com. Okay. Feel free to reach out to us with any questions, concerns, just how you break in. We'll happy to help. Perfect. And then hopefully you guys will be active on the Pocket Network website uh, where they can also reach you guys at, at Cash Investors or your own personal accounts. And then as always, you guys can reach the Pocket Network on all social media and on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts at the Pocket Network. And I hope you guys learned a lot. I definitely learned a lot. And I hope this really inspired you. And we will see you guys back next week. And remember, change begins at home.